having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Metson Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Metson Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Eagles fans, welcome to another edition of Football 24-7. I'm your guy, Tony DeShills II, and I'm joined by our Eagles insider, John McMullen, the best in the biz, as I always say. Make sure you guys smash that like button. On top of that, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. All the engagement, all the all the, uh, the content you guys provide to the content, man, it, it really means a lot to us. It really helps everything grow. Uh, you guys keep us honest. Sometimes you guys say the most outlandish things. Some of you guys have some pretty good opinions. But overall, we appreciate all the love and we even appreciate the hate just as much in the straight like that. John McMullen, how are you feeling this evening, sir? Ah, feeling great. Uh, Kevin Byard, great. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, you, you, you jump right into it, man. Okay, so how did, uh, how did this deal come about? Because we knew something was brewing. We knew the Eagles had needs on defense, especially with the injuries. Um, but even prior to the season, we knew this team still didn't. It seemed like they were missing a, a piece or two on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, let's jump right into it. How did this deal, how did this trade come about? 
Well, the Eagles knew they needed help in the secondary. They've known it for a while, uh, obviously. Some of it injury-related, uh, especially in the slot, but some of it just uh, they they need better. Uh, it, that's one of the things about the Eagles and Howie Roseman, I think, is, uh, um, you know, better than most organizations to be kind. And, and you know, they're coming off a game where they gave up 244 yards and 10 points to the Miami Dolphins, 10 points offensively, because remember the pick six. So, um, and, you know, Miami came in averaging 500 yards a game, 37 points a game. Now, most organizations would sit back and pat themselves on the back and say, ooh, what a performance. We're going in the right direction. Um, Eagles, you know, went out and got an all-pro safety the day after. So, you know, they're very honest with themselves, and that's, I would say, that's one of the hardest things to be. Um, and they went out there and took advantage of another young GM, uh, believing in that new school mentality. If you're not first, you're last, and the Titans aren't a contender, so they're going to tear things down. And Eagles are able to take advantage of it and get another star player. Sometimes I bang my head against the wall why these teams give the Eagles uh, good players, but can't blame Howie for taking advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 what's fascinating about it, right? You know, Howie just – he continues to find unique ways uh, to make this roster better. And, you know, if you ask me, Howie just continues to – Shock the world, shock us even. But at this point, should we even be shocked by what Harry Roseman does? I mean, you trade for AJ Brown on draft night from the Titans, you take advantage of their previous GM, and then you get their all pro uh, <laughs> safety uh, from the new GM. Uh, it's and, and what makes it even weirder, you know, I we don't know if this was actually the fact, but you know, the day AJ Brown, um, you know, met back up with his team in Philadelphia. Uh, the Eagles kind of took it to those guys, and then they fired their GM, their previous GM, the day, uh, the, the, the following. Oh day. yeah, that had a so, lot to do with it. Don't <laughs> kid yourself. Right, uh, right. You know, oh, but I you know, was still, today you got one GM fired. You think they block his number? That's what I'm saying, man. It just seems the, like they let the chicken hawk back in the hen house, and he did it again. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, look, you you have this sort of. Not quite a basketball mentality, but it's seeping into um, it's seeping into the NFL more and more with the younger GMs, the more inexperienced GMs that are like, you know, the whole process of, of Kevin's not going to be here next year. So let's just dump him and get as much as we can, which is much, you know, two lottery tickets and a, and a, you know, solid player, Terrell Edmonds certainly a competent NFL player and people saw him for a couple of weeks here and, but they're not going to bring him back next year. So it's essentially a rental player. So what are they doing? And and the irony of, you know, they think they're ahead of the game, you know, Oh, we're smart to, to get something for a guy who's not going to be here. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're, 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 you're in an e you're in a groupthink ecosystem. Everybody thinks the same way you do. You don't get out of that ecosystem. And if that's the value for a player, not only on the field, but off the field, five-time team captain, um, you know, culture setter, 
everybody says wonderful things about them. Um, <laughs> there are other avenues. And this is this is the NFL. You don't have to break things down. You don't have to do what the Sixers did. Um, the Eagles proved that. Go from Carson Wentz and to, to Jalen Hurts. They had one bad year. That's it. But you isn't know? that what makes Harry Rosen special, right? The ability to make that pivot and – also, we talk about this all the time, John, the fact that Harry Roseman has a different type of latitude than other GMs with their owners, right? You know, yeah, a lot that, of these that, GMs are operating off of this that, notion that they can lose their jobs. That part's fair. But so, you know, as you mentioned, John Robinson got fired. That's not the only reason. And, you know, if we're up to John Robinson, he probably would have paid A.J. Brown. So a lot of it has to do with Amy, Amy Adams shrunk in Tennessee. But... Um, you know, the embarrassment part of it, what AJ has done in Philadelphia certainly sped up his demise, if we want to be kind. Um, and then you bring in a, a, a new GM, Rand Carthon, who's got a little bit more rope because he's new, so he'll get an opportunity. But basically, it comes down to his choice of quarterback, right? And right, right now, they have Malik Willis and, and Will Levis, and um, you know, if he hitches his wagon to one of those two, or um, if he drafts a quarterback and doesn't, uh, you know, but they drafted Will, I think, in the second round, Malik in the third round. How many times are you going to go? You can keep going and going and going. You're only going to get rope to a certain degree. Right. But guess what? Whatever young quarterback you decide to hitch your wagon to, <laughs> your wagon's going to be a lot better off if you have good players around them. Um, yeah. But, hey, they believe what they believe, and a fifth and sixth round pick, and, and Terrell Edmonds got you a good player because there's a ecosystem that believes – 30 you can't pay 30 year old players and ironically they're they're paying them the majority of a salary that's that's the one that's what i want to ask you next eagles are paying less than three million dollars wow wow Um, yeah from from the eagles perspective it's a no-brainer but they're a super bowl contender tennessee is not they're not going to pay them next year so this is where howie takes advantage of people so he sees all right how can I take advantage of the market? Um, and he did it. He did it again. So let's let's get to the football field, right? What's what what what's your estimation on what Kevin Byard brings to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, from a next to no standpoint, and, and you know, and from the football field standpoint? I mean, we know he's an All Pro. We know he's a Pro Bowler. Uh, we you know we we know the accolades. Um, we know he was a a, a, multi, um, a captain many years in a row. Um, you know, also known as the Mayor. Uh, in Tennessee, um, but he ha- he has some Philly roots here as well. Um, let us know what the Eagles are getting in Kevin Byard um, in terms of uh, what he provides to the football field. Yeah, I mean the Philly part of it's gonna uh, obviously be played up big, but I I don't think that's a big part of it. Same with DeAndre Swift or Alameda Zacchaeus, but um, you know he grew up here till he was about a teenager, and then he moved to Atlanta, so. Um, so that's a nice little story, but 
you know, that doesn't have much to do with the player he has become. Um, and uh, he's one of the best safeties in football. I mean, there's, you know, since he came in the league, there's two players, Xavier Howard, Justin Simmons, who have picked off more passes. Um, he's well-rounded. He, he can play strong safety, free safety, and, and the Eagle system, they're basically interchangeable. Um, he's comfortable with that. He can play in the slot. He's a good tackler. He's durable. He's never missed a game. Um, they can use and, that right now. And you think about, you know, you know, ironically, at Middle Tennessee State, he was uh, the star there. That's where his mayor nickname uh, came from, uh, the mayor of Murfreesboro. That's where Middle Tennessee State is. Um, and Reed Blankenship replaced him. Um, he was a four-year starter. Reed was a five-year starter. So they'll have the all-Middle Tennessee State defensive uh, back end. <laughs> um, and, it, it, you know, but the thing is, Reed Reed's turning into a really good player, and now you seem to have locked down the safety position. But think about Reed Blankenship, first year as a starter. He's he's missed two games. Um, just think about the durability. Okay. You know, this is this is uh, this is this is Kevin's eighth season, eighth NFL season. Hasn't never missed a game. game. Hasn't missed a game. So best ability is availability. You know, he's Tennessee had a good run there where they were a very good team. He's played in seven playoff games. He's got experience in, in, in big situations. Um, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is amazing to get this type of player on this type of team. I go back to the draft and Jalen Carter. I shook my head at the NFL. Shaking my head again. You know, I talked to a couple of scouts. He probably lost a half step from when he was, you know, 25. But I mean, who he's right? smarter. Yeah, he's smarter. He's savvier. He's going to make up for it. And, and again, he's, you know, different types of people. But I get a Malcolm Jenkins vibe when it comes to leadership. Um, again, Everybody in Tennessee just raves about him. This is this is dumb from Tennessee's <laughs> standpoint, but you know the Eagles take advantage of it. So I mean, with the Eagles coming off of that Dolphins matchup and with the defense being as effective as they were, I mean, look, you limit Terry Hill to eighty-eight yards, eleven catches, averaging averaging eight yards a catch and one touchdown. I mean. I think I can live with the. I think I can live with that stat line. But then you add Kevin Bayard to the mix, um, with that front, you know, with that front seven, in, in particular, the you know the, the defensive line, and then you add, and then you think about the Darius Slay and James Bradbury combinations. Um, that's a that's a pretty nice. That's a pretty decent defense, and you have Sean Desai who's been doing a pretty good job with making up, uh, making up for the injuries and the lack of personnel on that side of the ball. He's been pretty creative back there. Um, this defense seems to be trending in the right direction, and they're only going to get better if you add Kevin Byer. Yeah, I you know that's where I give Howie a lot of credit. He's not getting fooled 
uh, by mm. what you just said. Um, he understands he needed to get better to go where he wants to go. And let's be honest, there's only one goal here. It's Super Bowl or bust. And to be honest, it's Super Bowl Lombardi trophy or bust because um, they want to win it again. Um, and to do that, they had to upgrade and, and they upgraded in a big way. Um, the strength of this um, defense remains the defensive front. Um, that was masking some of the deficiencies on the back end. The Eagles knew it. And now you have a player still playing behind um, that defensive front who can make plays, and it should get incrementally better, um, knows how to play. You know, you might have a little ramp up period as far as learning terminology and stuff like that, but not much. Um, look, with all due respect to Sidney Brown, did a great job, great guy. He's uh, a third round pick, and he's a young guy. I mean, he's yeah. he's a project. Plenty of time, plenty of time. Yeah. Eli Ricks, everybody's fallen in love with. Great job. Pat him on the back. Let's get Bradley Roby back as soon as possible. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they knew, and that's that's where Howie. And I said this on Birds three sixty five this morning. I wrote it in Sports Illustrated. You know, their foundational principles, the Eagles, how the, how they do things, makes them better than three quarters of the league. Before you even talk about one personnel move, before you even talk about any trade, any draft pick, any player. They're better than three quarters of the league just by the way they do business because the 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 opposite side of the coin is how everybody else do does business. And you know whether I'm picking on the Chicago Bears with Jalen Carter or I'm picking on the Titans here with Kevin Bayard or the yeah, Saints. I mean the Eagles. The Eagles are going to be better than those teams because they do dumb shit, and the Eagles usually don't do <laughs> dumb shit. John, like you bring up a good point. And a lot of teams, you would think it's common sense, right? But clearly it's not. And you brought up the fact that the Eagles weren't fooled by their success against the Miami Dolphins. I feel like a lot of young GMs maybe would have been fooled by. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, so, so, so help me understand, right? How difficult is it really to. Just how difficult is it for a GM, especially if you're trying to, especially if you're kind of GMing for your job, but also if you're a new GM, um, how difficult is it for GMs to really be honest with where they are despite seeing um, minimal success? Well, yeah, that's the toughest part. And that's where I give Jeffrey Lurie a lot of credit. And, you know, because there's been a lot of bumps along the way and people are always calling for people's heads and they want insert name out. You know, there's people already calling for Brian Johnson. I saw somebody on Twitter. He's got the buyer Brian Johnson Twitter account. I mean, there's always going to be those people. Um and it's tough in a public-facing business to stay the course when you have so much angst and acrimony. Um, and, yeah, that's a big advantage how he has that other people don't have. He's got rope to make mistakes. A lot of other GMs don't have rope to make mistakes. Absolutely. Um, 
And he's made plenty of mistakes. Everybody makes personnel mistakes. That's part of the job. If you've been around as long as Howie, you're going to get player evaluations wrong. Um, Everybody does. But, yeah, I mean, he he has the ability to to swing for the fences and some other people don't. And I'm cognizant when I criticize, like, a Rand Carthon. I'm cognizant of that, but yeah, I mean, it, I I think it's ironic if you if you line up all these young GMs, and I don't even want to bring up names because I don't, you know, you, everybody knows who they are. Line them all up; they they think the exact same way, and they think they're all the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing, and that's why I bring up the echo chamber. You know, everybody believes this, the new age GM, everybody believes the same way you do. I talk about it with defense and Vic Fangio for the one, once everybody plays the same defense, then it becomes, well, who does it best? Mm. If everybody thinks the way, the same way you do, you do, then it becomes who does it best. And you might think you're smarter than so-and-so, but it's probably not true. So, Kevin Byard, he's going to make a huge impact on his defense pretty early. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to play in that Washington Commanders game. I, you know, I, especially with his, with his level of experience, I wouldn't be surprised if they had him out there, um, you know, pretty early. Um, I want to double back, and you and I haven't really had the opportunity to really talk about that Eagles Dolphins matchup. We brought it up briefly, uh, the way the de- uh, with the way the defense played. Um, give me some of your uh, instant reactions. Um, as you were watching that game uh, unfold and your overall assessment of um, the result? Um, It didn't surprise me. I expected that, that, you know, I said, you know, to me that was a game where for some (laughs) Miami had something to prove, not the Eagles, Um, you know, and we talked about Miami's schedule and I don't blame them for their schedule. I mean, I think what their schedule proved is they're a good team not necessarily a great team. Good teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And, you know, you either get over the next hump um, or you don't. And they lost by four touchdowns at Buffalo, and they lost pretty significantly at, at Philadelphia. So, you know, I, they're probably – they were probably a little bit overrated coming in. Mm. Um, and the Eagles kind of put them in their place. Um, and, you know, they got to go – Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure back to the drawing board but you know the eagles are probably kicking themselves for the jets game um 
because they should be seven and zero right now. Um, and San Francisco lost on Monday night, so they already have a leg up. Um, and that's where they want to get. They want to get that that number one seed. They're very comfortable if they get that number one seed. They're probably going to go back to the Super Bowl. So um, long way to go. A lot of injuries could happen. Jalen Hurts is already banged up. Um, difficult games, Kansas City, Buffalo, Dallas twice. Um, so by no means is it over, um, but they're they're in good good shape as long as they stay relatively healthy. Yeah, definitely. You know, I want to talk to you about uh, the AJ Brown effect, man. He's been he's been uh, ripping through the league uh, these past several weeks. Uh, five weeks in a row with over 125 receiving yards. Um, him alone with his eight, eight, uh, 809 receiving yards, he has more than the entire Tennessee Titans receiving core combined. That that, that includes. Get John, can they fire John Robinson again? <laughs> that that includes uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, I believe uh, Traylon uh, Burks. So AJ Brown, he's been again on a tear, but. His teammates, Dallas Goddard and uh, Devontae Smith, they haven't necessarily – they don't seem like they're on the same pace as they were the previous season. You know, there's a narrative out there that the Philadelphia Eagles have become too A.J. Brown-centric. Um, what's your thoughts on that notion? And uh, do, you, you know, do you actually buy into the idea that um, you can force-feed – um, one of the best receivers in the National Football League. But we're back to uh, too much Ertz, too much AJ. Um, yeah, it was too much Ertz back in. The yeah, world. I remember. I remember that era, the the, the, the too much uh, Ertz era. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> if they're not stopping it, does anybody say too much Tyreek down in Miami? I'm know. glad you said that because I brought up the idea. I was on the uh, National Football Show earlier with Dan Cilio. And I brought up the notion that, look, the reality is there's a 25 reception or I'm sorry, 25 target disparity between A.J. Brown and the next closest receiver on the Eagles with 50 targets. And that's Devontae Smith. But I brought up the Bills, right? Stephon Diggs, 78 targets. The next closest receiver on that roster in terms of targets, 35 targets. That's a 43 target disparity compared to a 25 target disparity between A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, 74 targets. Next closest guy, 41 targets. Bengals, Jamar Chase, 73 targets. Next closest guy, 41 targets. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 59 targets. Next closest guy, 34 targets. Keenan Allen with the Chargers, 64 targets. Next closest guy, 34 targets. You get where I'm going with this, right? I, I Me, I think the, I think the, the narrative is being a bit overblown. Um, the guy is hot. A.J. Brown is a, is a freak of nature and he can't be stopped. So why not? Um, why, why not feed the beast? Yeah, I, I I don't know. People want to complain about something, I guess. I they always want to complain about something. I mean, AJ, for I mean, just go back to uh 2021. The Eagles were a good team. Uh, Devontae was developing nicely. Um you know, they didn't have that second receiver. Um and then they they make the the trade for AJ and Bob, they tried a bunch of different ways to get better before that, but ultimately uh, went with AJ and 
you know, he was the final piece to the puzzle. Um, and everything kind of fits into um, 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 place. And that's a big thing because um, I remember going back to Jordy Nelson for people that remember him in Green Bay when he was an all pro and he tore his ACL one year. And the Packers, obviously, that was the Aaron Rodgers Packers, and mm-hmm. they were phenomenal. And and he got hurt, and all of a sudden, Randall Cobb, who was a great number two, a great slot receiver, had to be the number one, and he couldn't be the number one. He's not that guy. Um, so everything kind of falls into place with him, uh, the whole offense, and yeah, I mean, he's dominating. He's been you know, whether you want to call him the best, second best, third best, when Jefferson was healthy, who cares? He's right there. Um, he's always open, as the sign says, um, and he's the best receiver with all due respect to Devontae. So um, you get him the football, and if they stop it, they stop it, and then you go in a different direction. But um, you know, Nick is very clear, you know, it, it's AJ Devontae Dallas, bang, bang, bang. That's your, um, everybody's got a pecking order. That's the pecking order. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, a lot of people say, well, you know, Devontae's, um, you know, he could be a number one in the offense and it's like totally, I, I understand Devontae's skill set, Right. And, you know, for me, the, my biggest thing was, Okay, I just want to make sure guys are being utilized to the, you know, to the best of this offense's ability, right? I don't really care who, who gets the ball, but AJ clearly he's hot right now. You gotta again, you gotta feed that beast. Um, I want to talk to you about Jalen Hurts. You know, and by uh, the way, the Eagles don't even have a pass heavy offense. Right. You know, can you that, imagine AJ if if AJ Brown was in Miami and and you know Tua was throwing the football and they throw it 50 times. You saw, yeah. or, as, or if he was in uh Kansas City, uh, yeah, if he was in Kansas City, if he was in even on a lesser team, you saw, you know, Kirk Cousins last night, uh, what I always call high volume thrower, um, you know, 300 and whatever 60 yards he ended up with. Um, yeah, I mean, the numbers would be even better. So, yeah. I I don't know. I didn't know that narrative existed, but uh, oh, oh, it, oh, it's out there. I best believe. But you know, you're right. You bring up a good point that they're not necessarily a pass heavy offense, right? They're more so a balanced offense. So there's always going to be someone, you know, at the bottom of the heap when it comes to targets, right? Um, it's all about guys being as productive as they possibly can be with those targets. Uh, I mean, Smitty's on Smitty's on pace for about 950 yards this season. Um, that's definitely that's more so on pace with his rookie year rather than um, his sophomore year uh, in, in Philly. But regardless, though, um, I think I think those games where Smitty dominates, they're going to come. You know, there's going to be games where maybe teams is really keen on AJ and Devontae has to eat. You know, so at the end of the day, man, every team has regardless if you believe Devontae to be a number one receiver. There's a pecking order. There's your number one guy, and then there's your number two guy, then there's your number three option. You know, there's always a pecking order with your options. Um, that's it, you know, that you know, that doesn't that doesn't change yeah, anywhere else. You know, I'll also add people tend to forget that guys 
you know, in the NFL, they deal with stuff. And right now, Devontae's dealing, playing through a hamstring issue. That's um, a good point. I and, forgot about the hamstring. It, and it gets tilted. You know, last year, there were a couple games where A.J. was dealing with an ankle. And, you know, they leaned on Devontae more. So I remember that. that yeah, kinda, when they, when they got hurt, they leaned, on, they leaned on Devontae a lot more, yeah. That kind of uh, takes care of itself because guys get banged up along the way. And you have to tilt things in a different direction. So that'll probably take care of itself. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's shift to Jalen Hurts. Um, the rumors, the 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 conjecture with you know about his health and you know he you know him having him wearing the brace uh on Sunday night. Uh walk us through potentially how this injury came about, if there's even a full blown injury to discuss. I mean, you know, what's going on with Jalen Hurts and his health right now? Because I feel like a lot of the fan base, they don't know what to believe. So uh, I, I want I want to get it from the Eagles. I want to get it from the Eagles inside. I want to get it from the horse's mouth right now. Yeah, he got hurt in Los Angeles. Um, was it that run where he kind of had that little, you know, he kind of stuck, he kind of planted his foot and he kind of jerked it a little bit, or because that that looked like the right leg, was it not? Or I don't know. I don't. I I I don't know the play he got hurt on. Um, okay. Okay. Got it. Because he's not exactly forthcoming, um, but then, you know. He had been around the Novacare complex, you know, limping a little bit. Um, and some of us mentioned it. We saw him walking in, um, but he, you know, he walks slowly when he's a hundred percent. Right. Just, yeah. He, he's, he's a very guy. slow walking guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he, there was a little hitch in the giddy up, so to speak. And, um, but I'm, I'm told he's not in danger of missing a game. Um, you know, a lot of people wear braces. I, I don't know why that's such a big deal other than if he didn't do it before. Sometimes it's just to have confidence in it. Um, and we'll see if he's comfortable with it or he wants to ditch it. Um, I think he wants to ditch it. Remember Miles Sanders played through and had the knee brace. That became a big thing. Mm-hmm. And he played through it. And, and eventually wanted to get rid of it. Um, I think it's a similar thing here. Um, so it's one of those things. There's, you know, somebody put, well, you got to put them on the injury report. No, you don't. You only have to put somebody on the injury report if they they don't practice fully. So mm, if you're, if you're, catch. Through, okay. if you're going through, there's, Dozens of players that practice fully and are Jason Kelsey. You can put 17 things on the injury report if you wanted to, but he's practicing in a full way. So you don't have to alert other teams. So that was what was going on. He was practicing fully. So they don't have to put him on the injury report. Um, And, you know, it became a little bit more noticeable in the Miami game. So it got addressed. I did see him, you know, basically in the locker room. They sort of, you know, he wears compression uh, sort of shorts or, you know, longer. Um, and and they cut off part of it to look at the knee. Um, so he was hurting a little bit, but um, it's happened before. And, you know, maybe he's limited for a couple of weeks. Maybe he doesn't want to run the ball as much. Um, 
maybe you have to adjust. But I think, you know, there's, I always bring up Nate Gary, <laughs> played a whole season with a sports hernia, never showed up on the injury report for it because he practiced. Um, a lot of guys deal with stuff in this league. Yeah. All right, John. So we're going to begin to close the show, man. Uh, final question for you in closing. Um, we're seven weeks deep um, into the NFL season where, man, it's, it seems like it was just week one, right? But we're seven weeks deep. Who's been outside of A.J. Brown? I think it's the easy answer. But who's been uh, who's been uh, some of your standout guys um, on both sides of the ball? Some, you know, some guys that, you know, that's pleasantly, uh, you know, grabbed your attention over the past several weeks um i i'm i'm pleasantly surprised with the way um sue has played um uh i think you know i didn't expect that in fact you know if you would have told me cam jergens would get hurt i, I wouldn't even picked him first to go in to be honest um mm. Um, and he's kind of done a solid job. Um, so I think that's a, a pleasant surprise. Um, I think Cam himself was playing well uh, before he got hurt. And that was a, a question mark. Uh, Jordan Mailata has played like uh, a, a real all-pro threat. Um, and that's sort of a step forward he's always been good but he's healthy and he's playing at a really high level <clears throat> and then you expect things out of jason and lane and landon um deandre swift has been better uh than i think anyone would have expected um except for pass protection um so the offense has been pretty solid, save for the third wide receiver, uh, which has struggled, whether it's Quez or Alamade, and maybe Julio Jones fixes that. Maybe he doesn't. Um, Kenny Gainwell's got to play better. I think everybody will agree with that. Um, other than that, I think I touched on everybody. Dallas, um, I think he's played well, but probably not as well as he typically does. Do you think it's the opportunities uh, for him? I think I think he's starting to heat up. He had a really good game against Miami. I think he'll yeah. be fine. Okay. Um, and you know, Jack Stoll is solid in his role. I wouldn't say great defensively. Look, the whole thing's the front, man. And they've been tremendous. 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 I can't say it enough. Everything they do defensively is built on that front. And Josh is playing great. Josh Sweat, Hassan is now hitting his stride. Jordan Davis has taken a big leap forward. Jalen Carter's been phenomenal. Fletcher Cox has been great. Milton Williams has been great. Uh, Brandon probably had his worst game, but before that, he's been playing his usual self and limited snaps. And then the back end. Hey. The, the the young guys have fought and they they they've taken advantage of <clears throat> having that great front and that's all you can ask for. Um and Nick Morrow I'd say is the biggest surprise. He's he's played great with his opportunity. And to be honest, he's played better 
than Nicobe Dean, but no one wants to talk about that though, John. No one wants to have a conversation, but it's all good though. Yeah, well, you know, long term, it's probably the right way to go. But you know, if it keeps going, I don't think Nicobe played well against Miami. If it keeps going in that direction, um, you might have to talk about it. And they're still leaving the door open because yeah, I think it was 30 to 19. So Nick played 19 or whatever snaps and he played well again. And maybe they pulled the trigger on that. Um, you know, because they're a Super Bowl contender. They can't mm-hmm. mess around with and that's why Sidney Brown, you know, if if you're insert team, you don't trade for Kevin Bayard. You just say, well, we drafted Sidney Brown to be the long-term answer. Let him grow. But the Eagles don't have the luxury of doing that. That's what I say all the time. The same thing in linebacker, you know, just Nicobe's one year four, you know, but he didn't play last year. So this is his first year really. And you don't have time if, especially if Nick Morrow's playing well, and he is. So it's a legitimate question to have. I'm I'm with you on that. I I say it all the time. You know, we're not in the business right now, especially the Philadelphia Eagles, right? They're not in the business of developing guys right now. They need guys that can play and make an impact today because of the stakes being so high. They're trying to win the Super Bowl. They're not, they're not here. You got to serve too, man. You got to develop guys, but I mean, yeah, yeah. To an, to an, to an extent. I mean, you know, when, when, when you, when you're trying to, you know, iron out this defense, right. But, you know, just focus on a linebacker room. When you have a guy who clearly is playing better, but you have this young guy that you want to put in because you drafted him, I guess. I mean, you're kind of cutting your nose to spite your face. I mean, you you play the better guy or play the guy who's playing better, you know, in that moment. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's simple to me, but I, again, they're banking on Dean's. Uh, he's the long-term answer, but like you said, he wasn't necessarily impressive and really hasn't been since he's been back. No, well, I thought he was. I thought he was fine against the Jets, but I thought he didn't play well against Miami. Um, You know, Josh Job. Yeah, for whatever reason, you know, people are very excited about Eli Ricks. Um, I'm, you know, he's played forty snaps, guys. I, I, you know, I. You know, the more he's out there, the more exposed he'll get. Um, and that's why. But the luxury is <clears throat> you. everybody gets to play behind that front. Everybody. So you just saw they played the best offense in football. I put that in quotations. Um, and they completely shut him down with Sidney Brown, Eli Ricks, um, and Josiah Scott, who was on Pittsburgh's practice squad last week. Um, and that's not because of Sidney Brown, Eli Ricks, and Josiah Scott. That's not why they shut down the Dolphins. Yeah. So let's call it a show, John, man. Like, I, I appreciate you, uh, as always, providing, uh, your, you know, the context that you provide, man. Uh, I appreciate the work you do, as always. I tell you all the time, man. I, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you. Um, Eagles fans, make sure you guys smash that like button and make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Um, the content is only going to continue to get better. Um, man, the Eagles are trending in the right direction. 
Um, defensively, especially when you add Kevin Bayard to the mix, man, it's a it's a really amazing pickup. Uh, Harry Roseman continues to walk into these boardrooms with the ski mask and saying, "Stick them up, man." And it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool to see uh, Harry Roseman continue to make the moves he does. He's he's never standing pat and he's never satisfied with the results. So, um, it's pretty good to have a GM in the mix that that, that truly gets it and isn't really caught up in the group think. Um, again, you guys, <clears throat> smash that like button and make sure you guys. Are yeah. Subscribed. By the way, real quick, no, the yes. Eagles are not trading for Patrick Sertan and playing him <laughs> in the slot. It's, it's it's a fun conversation. It's a fun conversation, man. No, that's not happening. That might be the best cornerback in football. Oh man, for sure, man, for sure. I ain't gonna lie. If they ever traded for him, I'm putting Slay ass in the slot. If I'm being honest. Oh man, but listen, you guys, we appreciate you so much for locking in. You guys were tuned into football 24 seven with John McMullen, and I'm your guy Tony. It's just the second. One love. Stay humble. Stay healthy. Most importantly, stay humble, you guys. The flag was fly. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Associates. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.